Vandy boys pitching staff aim for more consistency and Jacob Humphreys brings speed to the lineup. Should he be a permanent fixture? Let's get it. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bandy Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. On today's episode, we're going to explore how the pitching staff can find more consistency as the Vandy boys welcome Gonzaga this weekend. And Jacob Humphrey's speed is an absolute asset in the lineup, and he absolutely should be in there more frequently. And then we'll have some nuggets to get you through to the weekend um, as well. Thanks for making us, thanks for making us, meaning Locked on Vandy, your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well... The Zags are coming to town. This Vandy pitching staff desperately needs to find some answers in the rotation and, more importantly, in the back end of the bullpen. Well, um, Carter Holton is a, a projected starter, so he could be an option as, as a Friday spot. And Ryan Ginther just picked up his first save of the season against Eastern Kentucky had a really nice outing uh, in the ninth inning as the closer. Could he be closing in on that pun intended? Um, I think so. So, um, so answers, I, I, I think, I think this, this pitching staff, and, and I, I think maybe the panic button was hit a little bit too soon, maybe on this pitching staff, but there are some concerns uh, and that seven run eighth inning on Wednesday night or Tuesday night was uh was all but beneficial to to their efforts. But, you know, I, I think in finding – I think in in having that experience, they have found some answers. You know, they that Levi Huseman had a had a solid outing against uh, Eastern Kentucky. Ryan Ginther came in and shut the door. I, I think the battle for the closer job um, is going to be um, his at least uh, tonight. Um, and if they get into a safe situation, which uh, hopefully the bats come alive enough to where they don't get in a – desperate save situation, but they do get to run him out there. Um, what I really liked about Ryan Ginther is that he looked, and I use this word a lot when I talk about baseball, especially pitching, uh, but he looked in command of, he looked in command up there. He, he had, uh, you know, he had great velocity. His, his, his placement uh, in the zone was really, really good. He kept the ball down. He kept batters off balance and he has this air of confidence in him that when he gets up there, like, hey, this is my mound. This is my inning. You're not ruining it. And I'm going to sit you down one, two, three. And, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, I, I was impressed. I was impressed with his outing also when he came in just in relief. I believe it was it was one day this weekend. I, there was a day where he came in, uh, had a really nice appearance. I, I can't remember all the days run together at this point. Um, all the games run together at this point, but he's had some solid outings and um, 
and being a lefty out of being a lefty out of the pen, he can come in and, and just slam that door. Uh, his stuff is his stuff is pretty electric, and um, he just just the biggest thing about what he brings um, to this to the mound is poise. You know, he's got that intensity, he's got that fire, he's got that confidence, but he's also got that poise to kind of channel it all into just pounding the zone with. Uh, with fastballs and, and and sliders and things like that, just to keep these hitters off balance. So I, I thought he did a phenomenal job of that. And I think moving forward, I think it's his race now to lose as the closer. Now Sawyer Hawks can come in and he can kind of settle in as that right-handed power guy, the transfer from Air Force. And he can really kind of get his footing back, but I think it's going to be a, a, an uphill climb for him, just because he's just gotten shelled in his last two, in his only two outings. He's been uh, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been able to to find the strike zone consistently, and I think it's an emotion thing where he's he just gets up there and gets too amped up and just can't control his emotions and can't settle down so that he can get command, and he's just not getting guys out. And then when he's making mistakes, he's leaving he's leaving pitches up in the zone, and and and, and the, the other team is just driving it. And that's what Dayton did. That's what FAU did. They just drove the baseball on him. And and you can't you you can't make mistakes like that because good teams will pounce. And in college baseball, you know, baseball is a, a really good equalizing sport because there's a lot of people that are good, and there's a lot of players to kind of go around. So like you get Division One baseball, there's there's guys. Now, the difference between a Vandy, an Ole Miss, a Florida, Tennessee versus an Eastern Kentucky or FAU or a, you know, or a Georgia State or whatever is just the depth of those rosters and knowing that, okay, Eastern Kentucky might have two or three guys in the lineup that can make you pay. They might have one pitcher. Like Dayton, Dayton had this guy, uh, had this closer that came in and threw from a funky arm angle. You, you did not want to see him. And they, I mean, he came in and he just slammed the door. And so, um, you know, these teams have a lot of those guys. Like Vandy should have a lineup, and we'll talk about that here in a second, but Vandy should have a lineup one through nine that are very difficult to get out, are very, you know, you don't want to pitch to anybody one through nine, um, whether it's, Jacob Humphrey or Jonathan Vastine, uh, guys that can that guys that can dump and run. Uh, whether it's you know Alan Espinall who can who can launch it and, and hit for power, R.J. Austin who can kind of do all of it, and and some of the guys coming off the bench in pinch hitting situations or like if you need to shift the lineup around a little bit to get some of these guys in, whether it's injury slump whatever, you've got a lot of depth there on the roster, but with baseball. The, the difference between baseball and other sports is that talent doesn't always win out. It's sometimes, sometimes you're just not on. And when you're not on, like when you're a little bit off pitching, no matter how good you are, people are going to drive the ball, right? Even the best in the major leagues have rough outings, right? If you are just, if your timing is just slightly off at the plate, it's not good. Like you can go in a massive slump and it doesn't matter. I could be pitching up there and you're, you're not going to hit right. 
there's sometimes where you where you hit rockets, but right at people. Like there's there's some luck involved too, and and there's some you know bounces and fortunate things that happen. Um, but baseball is kind of like a great equalizer sport. Now, if Vandy rolled up there against you know Valdosta State, now that would probably be a different story. But you know when it's all Division One talent, um, guys that because like the top top like the, like in football, like the top top guys can't go to the NFL. They have to. They have to come to college. So you have the top top guys, and then you have the rest. That's why G five is so competitive because it's like all like the same caliber players. Well, within baseball, like the top top guys go to the MLB, and so you're left with the pool of like really good Division one guys that get spread out. So you have a lot more parity, a lot more equal teams. So um, didn't know that was going to be my take, but. Um, the point of all of that is is that when you're looking for consistency, you have to have emotional control, you have to have command, and you have to place the ball in the strike zone. Let your defense go to work. Ryan Ginther has done a good job of, of that. He's been effective, right? On, in the starting rotation, uh, Andrew Dukanich and J.D. Thompson has done a tremendous job at pounding the strike zone. And they've gotten results. Uh, J.D. Thompson, unfortunately, uh, didn't get the result. Um, but you know, I, I think that's a, a different story for a different day. I, I think the pitching. I think the starter should go longer. Also, like I, I think, I think pitching them into the sixth, maybe even seventh inning, letting these guys run is, is you know, I, that's one of my least favorite parts about modern baseball is all the analytics and all the pitch counts and stuff, man, like let these guys freaking spin. If, if JD Thompson's throwing heat, man, let him go, let him go, let him do his thing. Cause if he's getting guys out, if you're getting guys out, guess what they're not doing scoring runs. And if they're not scoring runs, guess what they're not doing winning. So, um, Leave these guys in. Like I think that's it. I think that's an answer. Now Tim Corbin's won two national championships, and I'm just sitting here behind a microphone, so you know I, I'm going to trust a lot of his decisions. But um, I just don't like the overall thing of like I think sometimes in these losses, you know, if I'm looking from an outside look outsider looking in, I, I think sometimes you 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 second guess yourself or you outthink yourself and overanalyze. Which coaches, I'm a coach. It, it's so easy to do that. And so I, I think Ginther's got to be your closer. I think that's my original point. I, it probably got lost in there somewhere. Um, Ginther is your closer. And I think these starters should go longer. And we're going to see Carter Holton back in the rotation, see what he's got. I really liked his stuff on Saturday when he came in in a relief appearance. Um, he's not a reliever, so – his outing is probably a little bit misconstrued, but I think it was just all about getting him some pitches. Uh, but we're going to get a chance to see him start. He probably won't go long. Um, so you'll see probably uh, Houston. You'll probably see some of these other uh, other relievers that you know we haven't seen a whole lot of. Ethan McIlvain might be coming in in long relief uh, on, on days that like Carter Holton pitches. So you could have like two co-starters or whatever because uh, McIlvain, I think, is going to be a future starter. He could have gotten drafted. So um, the pitching staff, I, I think those are some of the answers that would be beneficial. Just let these guys go, man. 
Um, and and then uh, find your rotations. I think build around Jacob, uh, not Jacob Ginther, but build around uh, Ginther, Ryan Ginther as your closer. Then find your eight. So your next goal is find your eighth inning guy, uh, and then your seventh, sixth, and seventh inning guys. And if you're Tim Corbin, I guess you need to find a fifth and fifth inning guy too, which is mind blowing. But anyway, um, Jacob Humphrey, man, uh, he is. He's been impressive with his speed and the impact that he had on the base paths and, and hitting the baseball. He should be a fixture in the lineup. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. All right. This episode is brought to you by Ibotta. That's right. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Do you love making money, but also spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. So Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating the inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That would cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code Locked On College. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or Apple App Store and use code Locked On College. All right, welcome back. It is the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Thank you to the everydayers. Without you guys, it would not be possible. Also, uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Vandy on X and IG. Follow my personal X account at Coach Burton36 and at Coach Burt at Coach Corey Burton on Instagram. Find us on YouTube. Find us on uh, anywhere you get your podcast as well. So, um, you know, Vandy baseball is something that you know there, there's some there's some concerns. I get it. There's there's concerns, right? Not scoring not scoring as many runs as you'd like to against a team like FAU, uh, Dayton, and East Carolina. You have games in control, but you lose but you lose that control when your pitching starts to falter and you can't score runs. Well, you know. The ever challenging, the ever challenging challenge, if I if I may, is finding the right mix in, in a lineup that has people of so many different skill sets, right? Because like one combination of the lineup doesn't give you a whole lot of power, but gives you a ton of speed, which is uh, R.J. Austin, uh, Jacob Humphrey, and and Calvin Hewitt in the outfield. Um, that gives you a that gives you a huge, huge speed bump because you have 
three really good base runners in the outfield joining Jonathan Vastine uh, coming from the infield um, as a speed guy. So uh, not a lot of pop, but a lot of speed. So if you, if you got a pitcher that is just hitting the zone and you just want to dump and chase and run, uh, that's you know in, in a tight ball game that could be that could be beneficial. But sometimes you just need to pile on the runs. And in college baseball, in the metal bats and the ping and the and the ping ping ping, sometimes it's good to have have a have a launch pad. So. I don't think Tim Corbin has found his the right lineup combination and putting guys in the right spots. Like Jack Bolger is a is a really good hitter, but he's inconsistent and he can sometimes be a defensive liability. You know, um, so like, but the catch twenty two is that when he DHs, he doesn't hit as well because it doesn't seem like he's as engaged. So does he? He probably needs to catch, or he just doesn't need to be in the lineup. But um, but that's an option. Like he can hit. He he took the first pitch yard, um, so he has that capability. But he's just got to he's got to find a way to be able to do that from the DH spot. Uh, Jaden Davis is somebody that can hit a little bit, and he can drive the ball in gaps. He's shown that he can hit for power. He's got to be in the lineup some. Like Cameron Kozeal also really you know he's got a pretty strong bat don't know a ton of what he's got defensively uh but he's somebody also that can be in the lineup and i think you have i think in a three game set you have the luxury of being able to change some of these guys around a little bit and get some different combinations based on what the matchup is and the pitching matchup is so um i think carter holt carter not carter holton um because carter holton's going to be on the mound throwing strikes but uh, i think braden holcomb needs to find his way in the lineup. Um, but most importantly, like I think with Jacob Humphrey's speed, the transfer from UMass Lowell is like I, I think you like I think you have him and RJ Austin in the outfield and you just kind of build the rest around that. Because I think Troy Laneve hits with, with good enough power. Um, RJ Austin is kind of a hybrid power speed guy. So he's somebody that that can be a fixture in this lineup. But, you know, I think your best combination is those three, Austin, Laneve, and um, and Jacob Humphrey. But if you're having trouble at first base where Austin Fort's not ready and Malinando's in a massive slump, like you need, you know, they, they tried uh, R.J. Austin at first. Uh, I think it was against Dayton. They tried R.J. Austin at first, which was fine. Um but you didn't have enough pop in the lineup, so you 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 know you couldn't string enough hits together to score a, a significant amount of runs, especially if your bullpen's struggling. So um, it's just one of those things where you just got to find ways to get power into the lineup creatively, where you can get guys in the best spots defensively. So um, th- th- those are some options. But I do think with Jacob Humphrey, he's got to be an asset. He's making a huge impact. He's stealing bases. He's turning. He's stretching singles into doubles. He's running down fly balls in the outfield. I mean, it's you know he, he's he's turning into a really really good impactful player, and I think he will be that uh, as the season wears on. Especially you you get into the uh, dog days of the of the schedule in like mid April, where you're just kind of like oh, you're just kind of slogging along a little bit. He's somebody that can bring some juice because. That's what you need. You need somebody that can that can rip rip two bags, score on a sack fly, and next thing you know, now you've started a rally because you're just annoying on the base paths. 
And so you need that. But you also, if you have too much of that, you don't have guys to drive them in, right? Um, so you have to hope for walks and errors and things like that, which happen, but not frequently enough to be like, oh, well, that's what we're counting on. So, um, but uh, but they welcome Gonzaga to to the fold. Um, the starting pitching, um, I'm really confident in uh, in uh, in futural. Uh, so Sunday, I think is is locked up, but. Um, when you look at the other matchups, uh, you know you have Carter Holton, which we're not sure what he's going to be like in a uh, in a starter capacity. So that's going to be interesting there. But um, again, so a little tale of the tape here is uh, Gonzaga opened the season dropping th- all three to UCLA, um, and. This will be the first three meetings between the two programs, so that's interesting as well. Um, they uh, this is uh, this is going to be good here, um, but uh, a couple stats to know from the doors is that um, through Vanderbilt's first five games, RJ Austin has played five different positions: first, second, third, left, and center field. Uh, five different Commodores have already hit multiple doubles. Uh, they've hit 14, which is ninth in all of D1. Davis Diaz leads that with three, so he's somebody that can drive the ball. Um, the Commodores are 17 to 17 on stolen base attempts. That ranks third nationally. Uh, Humphrey has team high five steals. You see my point there. Followed by R.J. Austin and Calvin Hewitt. That would be the speed lineup, right? Um, so Jonathan Vastein um, has two home runs. Brent Cyber has recorded a three-inning save Sunday against Florida Atlantic. So he's somebody that – he's a freshman. He's somebody that could uh, be vying for a closer spot or that eighth-inning that eighth inning setup guy spot. Uh, Jack Bolger led off the season with a home run. Uh, it was the first opening day home run by Commodores uh, since probably 2003. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm – uh, I'm excited to kind of see um, what Gonzaga brings to the plate. This is going to be, um, again, this is going to be interesting, right? This is going to be interesting. So um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. And uh, we're, uh, this weekend's going to be intriguing, right? Um, so we'll, uh, you know, I'm going to get you through that. There's uh, EA Sports. Has come is uh, it's official that that uh, college football uh, twenty five is coming out. So that's uh, NCAA twenty five is coming out. So that's exciting. Uh, so we'll talk more about that as well. So just just hold your horses. All right, as you listen to these sweet rumbles of thunder, I don't know if you can hear them coming through the microphone, but this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right. Well, we're uh, 
We're going to wrap up the show here. Welcome back. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Bandy your first listen. Um, make sure when I am done, make sure you go check out Chris Gordy and Lockdown SEC. Uh, make sure you find us on social media. Make sure you comment, things like that. We have some uh, in, in the in the very near future, going to have some uh, shows that we're, we're going to need a lot of audience participation in. So uh, I'm excited about that. All right. Um, but uh, basketball is heading to uh, Gainesville to take on the Gators. Whoo! There's some heat around that program. Uh, getting thumped by Georgia on Wednesday. Uh, getting thumped by Tennessee the previous Saturday, getting thumped in most of your games uh, throughout the course of the season, having the very same problems, things like that. It just, there's a lot happening with this team. And, you know, there's a lot of heat around Jerry Stackhouse and, and, and understandably so, rightfully so, and also rightfully so, he's defending himself on on in the press conference and saying, you know, he's saying all the things he needs to say as the head coach, which is fine and, and, and well, but I think we all know kind of the issues that are surrounding this program. And I, I think it's just, he can't, I think where he falls short is like, he's just not talented in the way of getting a group of young guys to gel and play college basketball. Right. Because he's an NBA guy and that's fine. Like, and, and he may go to the NBA and he may flourish. He, you may see him become the next head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves and they win a championship. I hope, I hope his next venture, I'm not saying he's going to get fired, but I hope his next venture, he's successful. Like I like Jerry Stackhouse. I really loved watching him play, but unless he pulls a miracle, I just I just think it's time for a change and he probably deep down knows that. And that's unfortunate to say you you hate saying that. You hate you hate having to say that. But, you know, the truth is just that. Like if there's a change that is needed, there's a change that is needed. You know, Mark Rick was one of the most successful coaches in University of Georgia history. But a change was was necessary at the time they made the change and like any other competitive human, they're not going to just step out willingly because they know that change needs to be had. They're going to try to fight their way out of it, which I appreciate that. I really do. I like Stackhouse, but you can tell he feels the pressure. You can tell he knows that what he's doing is not acceptable. So I, I think change is on the horizon and it should be. And, like I said, no, nothing personal to him. It just, the situation just didn't, it just didn't go in his favor. It didn't work out for him. And he just could not adjust to the college style of, of coaching. And it's not for everybody. He could be a hell of a pro coach. I think he still has a chance to do that. He has every bit of chance to do that. He's a smart guy. knows, obviously knows the game of basketball, excelled at a high level in the NBA, all of which I can't say that I did. Um, but you just watch this team and, and you can just tell that they just don't, I, I don't know. There's just no connection there. I just don't see a connection that I do know being a coach. Like I can tell connection. Uh, 
I can tell when they're playing hard and they're just not talented. This is not the case. Like Vandy football played hard, but there was just no talent there at the most important positions. And there was, and, and, and obviously coaching changes needed to happen and they did. So um, that was some really impressive lightning, by the way. So anyway, before we wrap up, man, um, EA Sports is coming out with College Football 25. They're calling it College Football 25. So here's some notes on that. And this is really exciting. I can't wait to start my my Vandy dynasty, right? I'm going to – I'm probably – honestly, my crazy butt's probably going to start in like the lower, lower levels and try to work my way up to, to getting SEC jobs. Um, so I probably won't start one with Vandy. I'll probably go like – I'll probably go to like Air Force or like somebody like that, like some some low level G five team, right? I'll go to like Georgia State, you know, somewhere like that. Um, that's just kind of what I do. But anyway, um, couple couple points from uh, from this: uh, real coaches won't be in the game, at least in this version. Uh, they will have NIL and transfer portal stuff, so you can experience that. Uh, you will not be able to create a player who chooses not to be in the game. Only FBS teams will be in the first installment. So FCS is still going to be that same, like one double A Southwest. You know, it's going to be that. Um, there's over eleven thousand contracts that are being sent out to each player. They will receive. They will choose to receive six hundred dollars and a free game on their console. There will be some branded bastards um, on top of that that will probably get a completely different package. Uh, the game will be completely different than Madden, even though it's ran on the same performance system. And the playoffs and realignment will be customizable. So when you're in year 12 of your dynasty and um, you are uh, University of Buffalo playing in the Big Ten, um, thanks, EA. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of fun uh, with this game. This is going to, these conference alignments are going to be. I'll just say interesting. Um, but here, here's what I plan to do in the near future with, with programming as I go into overtime. Um, Vanderbilt football tweeted this. This gave this is what gave me the inspiration. So I can't take full, full credit, but I'm going to I'm going to take it and run with it. All right. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, they ran some mock covers with uh, all-time Vandy greats. And we're going to have kind of like a competition to see Who's going to be the top cover boy? Uh, who would be the top cover athlete for Vanderbilt football in the, on this video game? So there's a lot of candidates. This is where we're going to need the fan support. We're going to need you to vote uh, each week on like the two, the, the you know the two matchups. So I'll probably do a twelve team. I'll probably try to pick the top twelve, and we'll do a twelve team playoff since that's the kind of the theme of what college football is going to be. So we'll do a we'll do a twelve. 12-person playoff, uh, and it'll be matchups, things like that. You'll vote on them, and the vote the, the, the winners will move on, and it'll be based on like kind of like creating your Mount Rushmore for uh, Vanderbilt football. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, it'll get some of those guys involved as well, and then uh, hopefully the winner, will, we, can, uh, we can get them on the show. So anyway, with that being said, I am way over time. So uh, I thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Make it. I hope you make it down to the Hawk to see some Vanderbilt baseball. I uh, hope the pitching does find indeed find its answers and Vanderbilt takes the sweep on the Zags. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you find us on social media. This is the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
We'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend and anchor down. And the thunder rolls.